Very good. Very, very good. Okay, well, look. Any guesses what I might be speaking on this morning? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Vision and mission. I really should do that so that my first slide doesn't completely give it away. But anyway, <clears throat> there you go. I want to talk, obviously, about vision and mission this morning. And uh, as you know, what we did at the beginning of this year is we spent a couple of Sundays setting out clearly the vision and mission for Hope Church, didn't we? Do you remember that? Good. And uh, if you kind of know me, you'll know that what I like to do roughly about the halfway uh, point of the year is I'd like to revisit that and I'd like us to look at it again. And because it's really important to remind ourselves what we're on. Where are we going as a church? What is our, what, what is our vision? You know, the Bible's very clear that vision is lifeblood to any church. We need to make sure we are freshly connected to where we're going. So uh, I feel like what I'm going to do this morning is I'm going to hold up a great big flag. If you imagine I'm holding an enormous flag like Malcolm was at the cricket the other day. No, he wasn't. (laughs) Enormous flag waving it saying, hey, church, hey, church, don't forget. This is where we're going and this is how you fit into it. Um, The other thing I want to do as well this morning is I just want to try and encourage us. Hey, radical thought, eh? I want, to, I want to encourage us with the things that God has been doing among us so far this year. And uh, because he's been doing some amazing things. So uh, please don't say, well, um, look, I've heard the vision and mission stuff before. Don't go to sleep, okay? I know summer's coming, but just can I ask you to hold on uh, today? That'd be really good. So let's be encouraged by what God has done. Let's give ourselves freshly to understanding the vision and mission. And um, let's see how we can be part of it. Do we agree? Great. Okay, fantastic. Well, let's start then. Ah, it's just the wrong one. What's happened there? Where did that slide come from? Who popped that one in? Right. Yeah, probably was, Jeeves. (laughs) Well, I shall shall be interested to see what else comes up this morning then, if uh, if random slides are going to be put in. That's excellent. Okay, so uh, one of the things, of course, that we decided that we were going to do is that we were going to do church bigger, didn't we? And we've been doing that for the last two or three years. And uh, it's really important that we just remind ourselves why we're doing that. Is it just because we fancy a bigger church? Or is it because God is leading us in that direction? So, yeah. (laughs) Hello. No, what's happened? Okay, right. Well, the first important thing that we've seen here is that we have seen 14 first-time commitments to Christ. I want to say to you, we, last year, the whole of last year, we saw first, 14 first-time commitments to Christ. year before, we saw 12. There is very definitely a sense that God is beginning to ramp things up, isn't there? I mean, I just think of two weekends ago at uh, Ignite, at the Pyromania event, six young people gave their lives to Christ. Six. And all of them come from non-church families. None of them are churched. And I must just tell you the story. You've probably heard this already, but I won't mention his name. But there was one young man who uh, came along to, uh, uh, to uh, uh, Pyromania. And he was having a chat with Ian. And Ian very uncharacteristically said, look, he said, um, I think you should just hold off a bit. <laughs> I know Ian said that. He said, you need to hold back and you need to ask God to show you that he's real. 
Why don't you go away and pray that? So this uh, young man goes home, and uh, he's on his own, and he's sitting downstairs. This is his story. He's sitting downstairs with the lights off, and there's no one else in the house, and he's sitting there, and he's just beginning to mull over what Ian has said. And he begins to sort of think and pray, so God, what sign will you give me then that you're real? And as he is thinking that, all the lights downstairs come on. Bum. No one else in the house. He is, I understand, pretty freaked out by that, which you would be. He goes around switching off all the lights, goes to bed. <laughs> Boy, what was that? He comes to church the following morning. And uh, uh, then I think he comes in the afternoon. And uh, uh, they have a chat with him. And he's had problems with his hips, pain in his hips. And uh, so a friend of his says, well, I've got pain in my hips. So why don't we go forward to be prayed for? So she goes forward and she's immediately healed. She says, the pain has gone. So they... This guy says, well, all right, you can pray for me. And uh, a couple of people pray for him, and the pain immediately goes from his hips. Was it some months he'd had it? Some months he'd had this pain in his hip. Completely goes, and he does what teenagers do, and he says, no, no, you're kidding. No, 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 all that kind of stuff. (laughs) And and then so they said, well, would would you like to pray a commitment? And, he, and, you know, kind of, where are you? And he says, yeah, I've got to do this. And he gives his life to Christ at that point. Seen six of those. Not all quite with that same story. But this is remarkable stuff. I want to say, in terms of 14 people giving their lives to Christ, that's history for us as a church. We have never seen that before. I was uh, just talking to Ian, Lane, and Jenny just to make sure that I'd got my history right. And I said, can you remember ever a time when we saw six young people give their lives on one weekend and 14 uh, over the course of six months? And they both said no. We're into new ground. New ground we're seeing. We are seeing people come to Christ. And it's wonderful. It means those who were in darkness are now in light. Those who were going to hell, the Bible tells us, have now been rescued. Hell has been plundered. And now we're going to populate heaven. Come on, church, this is wonderful. This is wonderful what's happening. It means that Jesus is among us and he is doing this thing. What else have we seen? Well, we've seen new connect groups. We've seen a number, actually. I was trying to think exactly how many this year. We've got 10 in total, but a number. So the men's group, I think some of the women's groups are new as well. We're seeing those connect groups uh, grow. And that's really important, that people have a place where they can find home, where they can be known one-to-one. And that's a really important part of what we're doing. Another important thing that we've done this year is we've taken the 4 p.m. service weekly. Come on. Now, if you will look at uh, the, the vision of this church, uh, we'll remind ourselves a little bit. But that's a really crucial thing. That's a really crucial thing. Never have we had two services before. Again, that, those are days of history for us. We are now one church, two services. And by the grace of God, we one day will be three services. And then we'll keep pushing it. So that is really, really significant, and uh, that's very important. We have, as you can see, an average of um, 205 people. So over the last 10 weeks, over the two services, and it's quite a holiday sort of period right now, an average of 205 people coming over those uh, two services. We held the uh, Understanding Emotional Health Seminar. Who came along to that? 
Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It was very good. And Carolyn, is Carolyn here today? No, she's not. She's not here. She did a great job in really just these years of experience poured out of her. And I trust that helped to equip us to understand what is a really important and growing uh, area. We're taking 70 to New Day. Wow, team, you're going to be busy. You're you're really going to be, you're going to need a lot of cake, I tell you. So please, can we make those cakes for for a new day? That would be fantastic. Yeah, last year, 45. Now, uh, we've got two other small churches coming to join us, I think Berry and Loughborough, that's right, are coming to uh, swell about 70 people on our site. That is phenomenal. I don't think we've ever known that, have we, that number? No, again, that's our largest uh, number we're taking to New Day. Things are ramping up, aren't they? Things are ramping up. Uh, We launched the Luke preaching series. Yeah, I I trust that has continued to challenge you. I trust that's continued to raise new subjects. Things like legalism we've had to look at. We've had to face things like the demonic, haven't we? What is that? We've had to look at this whole issue of offense. A number of things we've had to look at because the word of God is uh, pointing us in that direction. We're on course, and I say, when I wrote this, we were on course. We are now double the number we took. When we went two years ago to Ashburnham, we took 76 people. I think um, we are 154 are coming to Ashburnham, which is fantastic. That is a really significant increase. And I think in total, we'll be 2,300 on site. So we'll be a good chunk of that. Come on, Hope Church. Brilliant. Fantastic. Uh, Ignite held its murder mystery night. Who came to the murder mystery night? Did anybody get murdered? No? No? Fine? Okay. And we raised £1,100 for New Day. I heard it was a great night. We didn't go. Uh, but I heard it was a fantastic night. So well done. Thank you for everyone who raised money on that. Brilliant. What else did we do? Well, we held the largest ever alpha in January in you had, yeah, absolutely. You had, what, 15 visitors? 15 visitors. And again, we, were, we got our heads together. When was the last time we had 15 visitors? Well, we don't think we've ever had 15 visitors. So I think we can say that was our largest ever alpha in January with 15. And a number of them chose to become Christians, didn't they? Not everyone. Some went through it and said, no, it's not for them. But that's the point of alpha, isn't it? That you can look at it and make a decision. But some came to faith and found Jesus. And we're on course in September to hold our largest ever alpha. We've had 15, 16 inquiries so far already. Well, we've never known that number of inquiries, have we? So it seems that God is uh, continuing to ramp up. Some of the prophetic words we've had back in 2015 said, I'm going to cause people to pour like water into this church and they will come through freedom courses, Steve, Miriam, and alpha courses. And we're beginning to see, I trust, an increase in that uh, number. Uh, What else did we see? Well, we saw uh, a ladies' breakfast held earlier this year. Who came to that one? I didn't come, obviously. (laughs) Uh, Ruth Perk, is that right? Ruth Perk spoke, and she spoke very helpfully on being the wife of um, an army uh, soldier, of an army officer. Thank you. That's the one, officer. We held the Crazy Science Kids Praise Party with Doug Hawley. I know uh, Paul Mack and uh, Andy put that together. And I know there was some training involved. And I think it was 80, 
85 kids? 88 kids came to that, and without much advertising as well. Numbers seem to be coming our way. Uh, We've seen a significant expansion. Isn't it great to see these new folk in the worship team? Weren't they brilliant today? Ben on drums, and uh, who else did we have? We had Gemma singing. Come on. You love being pointed out, don't you? And we've got people like uh, Jody and Muriel and Maya and Elaine is singing. Where's Elaine? Fantastic. It's great. It's so encouraging for us to see, isn't it? To see new folk getting involved and doing such a great job. So fantastic. And we're seeing a a real expansion uh, in that area. Uh, We've seen a connection as well with Chieftain Primary School. So I had a phone call from, or an email from the headmistress um, about two weeks ago. A bit scary because that used to be my school. (laughs) But what have they found out? Where did I leave my chewing gum? (laughs) What's my name on it or something? I don't know. Uh, So I had an email from the headmistress, different headmistress, you can understand. (laughs) And um, and she said, look, um, the rector is retiring, but we would love to have some Christian input into the school. Would Hope Church be part of the answer? So Ian and I went to see her, didn't we, Karen? And a Christian lady, uh, loves God. uh, And um, so over the next few months, um, we will be doing probably some assemblies. Uh, and just having some connection with evening, and we already have connection with Lady Boswells as well. So suddenly that lands in our lap. You know, wow, where did that suddenly come from? We've completed the latest uh, exploring membership course. Uh, so we've got eight people who've come through uh, onto that, and later on this year we will be bringing them into membership. But there's still some more who want to come through. I'm, don't worry, Gareth. Okay, I'm, I've forgotten you. Um, and there's others who want to come through, so um, we'll be looking at doing some more uh, on that. We've continued to see healings, just having that discussion this morning, continue to see healings. Who remembers uh, Gabriella's voice? Yeah, Gabriella does particularly. That's a remarkable story, though, worth telling again. I'm going to nick your story here, I hope that's okay. Um, uh, so do you remember she'd lost her voice at the beginning of the year, and literally she couldn't say anything. She tried to share something one morning and nothing was coming out. And it was 10 days, was it? 17 days you'd lost your voice for. Yeah. And uh, she'd gone to have a meal with uh, Anne Newing and Naomi. And uh, Anne, I think, just got a bit fed up with it, really. So she said, look, can I pray for you? And so she laid hands on uh, her and immediately, is that correct? Immediately your voice returned. And you said, just check me, I've got this right. You felt something like it, something uncurled in your throat. And then you were able to speak. Oh, God, that's just stunning. But there's been other things as well. I mentioned the hips in that uh, young man, uh, Frank's ankle. Remember Frank? Uh, he'd turned his ankle. It was beginning to get a bit better. And, um, but it was still painful and you've got limited movement. And we prayed for you, and what you said was heat. You felt heat pour through your ankle. And immediately after that, you had full mobility. And then you went on to play rounders, didn't you? Yeah, I'm glad you're on my side. Yeah. Yeah, so completely. And then also Penny Hazen. Is Penny here this morning? Okay. um, She had a blocked ear. uh, And uh, as we were praying for Penny earlier on this year, she said she felt like it began to drain. So we prayed again, and then she went, Bleh! 
She said, oh, all this yucky water's suddenly in my throat. I've got to go and have a cup of coffee. So she went off to have a cup of coffee, and I spoke to her a week later, and she said, yeah, at, as we were praying, something emptied into her throat, all the gunge that I guess was in her ear. It cleared at that point, and then I spoke to her a week later, and she said, and it's not come back. As we were praying. I was thinking, 15 years ago, we didn't get this. It was always in Africa somewhere where this happened. It was. That's where the faith was. It was always Africa or it was South America. I want to say to you, it means that the spiritual temperature of this nation has begun to change. And what God is doing among us has begun to change. Where there's more opposition outside, isn't there, to Christian things. Yet what God is doing among us is very exciting. Let's see the days that we're in. These are exciting days. Who knows where we'll be in two or three, four or five years' time? Who knows what God will be doing among us? Nice to have the dead raised, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then I just shoved in the summer picnic right at the end there. Because I just thought that was important. Sort of filled out the page, really. But. And, of course, what we haven't talked about here is in all the other stuff that we do, the Tuesday mornings, all the different connect groups, all the other people who are serving. Jackie uh, doing a magnificent job out there in the, in the creche and all the people on the creche rotor. Thank you for everyone who's uh, doing everything out there. So just th- a massive thank you to all of you. Um, you're making a big difference. Okay. I just want to then come back to doing church bigger. That's the vision that we've set this year. And I believe that God is doing that among us. We're beginning to see more numbers, more people healed, more people saved. And that's very exciting. But I just wanted to explain again to you, why are we doing this? Is it just because we fancy doing it a bit bigger? Do we fancy it? Well, no, it's not. What happens is each year I get myself before God and I just say, God, where do you want us to go as a church? This isn't my church, it's yours. So where do you want us led? And um, I do that each year and then in uh, 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 July last year, do you remember Pete and Sarah Benton came to preach? And uh, he preached, Pete preached on, is your dream big enough? And you remember, I was really miffed because the vision was already doing church bigger, but I knew God was speaking to me. And he was challenging me. And when God says, is your dream big enough? What he's saying is, "Uh, it's not. That's really what he's saying. So I was a bit, I think you'll find the vision is doing church bigger, God. I'm already on to that. So what are you challenging me for? And uh, I had a little moment, recovered. And then I, f- I felt really God was saying, yeah, you're not doing it bigger. You and Adam are not thinking big enough yet. I am thinking way bigger than you are, and I want you to catch up. So I said, okay. So I prayed at that point, and I just said, Lord, what do you mean by bigger then? I thought I had a vision. I thought I understood what that meant. I clearly don't. What do you mean by bigger? I don't think anything more of it. Then have a summer break, this is last year, and had two weeks off, and almost every day then during my holiday, I begin to see a picture, or God is just speaking to me in some quite uh, gripping way. And uh, if you recall, one of the pictures that he gave to me at that time was I felt we were like a, uh, 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 we were flying a balloon. 
you remember this picture? We were flying a balloon. And as we were flying this balloon, just thinking, oh, that's nice to have a balloon in the air, this massive jumbo jet then storms overhead, loud, noisy, powerful, full of people, lands, boom. And I felt God say, I'm changing you from that, holding a balloon, to that. There is a step change I am producing. That's what I'm wanting to do. I'm, it's a nice sunny afternoon, lovely, lovely, to suddenly know this is a, a powerful commercial uh, thing in the air. So I said, oh. <laughs> oh, right, yes. No, I didn't have that in mind so much. So anyway, I'm excited by that. I then come in, and then in uh, September, we have a, I have a phone call from a guy called Midad, who will be preaching again uh, in September. Midad Burungi, who's a, a Ugandan pastor. He uh, used to run a church of 7,500. He's well used to signs, wonders, miracles, healing, salvations on a scale that we dream of. And uh, we've made contact with him over the last few years. And he just phoned because he said, look, I'm in the country. I really feel I need to come and see you. I feel God's got something to say to you. Uh, when can I come? Oh, right. So well, why don't you come to the next elders meeting? So Medad comes to the next elders meeting and he just begins to prophesy, doesn't he? Just begins to prophesy over us. And he just said, look, as I was praying for this church, I saw uh, a picture of an eagle and he said, in Uganda, he said, you know when baby eagles will start to fly because they, what they do is they put their arms up, their wings rather, up like this, and then they bring them down again. And then they put them up again a second time. And when they bring them down for a second time, you know it's then they will fly. And he said, as I was praying for this church, he said, I saw a baby eagle and it just put its arms down for the second time. And he said, what he said to us was, this church is about to fly. It's about to fly. And then he begins to prophesy and he begins to say, and I see many churches being planted out of this church. I see many, many hope churches coming, being planted out. And I see this being a hub church. And then he looked out of the window and he said, mm, he said, your car park's not big enough. <laughs> yeah, thanks, me, Dad. Yeah, yeah, we, we know that. That's a bit of an issue. And uh, <clears throat> I then began to think of some of the other prophetic words that I remembered God uh, had given to us. 2015, a very significant word about God building the wall of a dam, bringing mature believers to us. And he said, once that wall is in place, I will open the rivers of people and they will pour like water into this church through things like Freedom in Christ and Alpha and others. I felt God was saying, yeah, that's what I had in mind. And I said, ah, right, yes. No, that is a lot bigger than I had in mind, I must say. I really didn't have that scale in, in my mind. But I believe that's what God is saying. That is why we have this doing church bigger. That's why it's there. It's not for fun. It's not just because I couldn't think of anything else. It is because I earnestly believe with all my heart that God is saying to us, I plan to do something much bigger uh, among you. Okay. What's next? Oh, yeah. So, uh, so the point of this then uh, is then to set a vision and a mission that says, God, uh, that's an enormous thing. We can't do all of that in one, but I can see where you're t uh, trying to take us. So what we're going to do, we're going to set a vision that gives us one step towards it. That's what I'm going to try and do. So this is a response 
to what I trust that God uh, is uh, saying to us and where he's leading us. So we began to set out a vision, and it's, it's to actively pursue planting and growing new Hope Church congregations, initially within Sevenoaks District, but to be open going to going beyond these borders. I think when God speaks like this, sometimes you just have to be intentional. You know what I mean? You have to say, okay, God, I think you're saying that to us, so I'm going to move in that direction. So uh, for us as a church, that's why the, the launching of the four o'clock service is so important. It's us saying, God, yes, we agree and we will try and cooperate with you as best we possibly can. So the four o'clock um, uh, service is very important. And we uh, hope to see at least 100 people, a dynamic weekly uh, service. It has gone weekly. And we're gathering around 80. It's around about the 80. So we, we've got work to do in the four o'clock service. We also have work to do here. Because the average number over the last 10 weeks here is about 125. And uh, I believe that God is wanting to take us forward. Do you remember Ian preached on, let's pray for the empty chairs? I want us to be aware of the empty chairs more and more. Let's be a, a people that are thinking, yeah, these chairs are empty. And if there aren't any empty chairs, I will put some out. <laughs> because we need to be thinking, yeah, how is God taking us forward? Where, uh, where are these people coming? Well, they'll come because we pray for them and because we invite them. They'll come because of relationships. They'll, they'll come because they're your family members. They're, they'll come because they'll come and see. So uh, I want to encourage you. Let's continue to be involved with saying we've got to grow this. The 10 a.m. service, we've got to grow this. It's got to become bigger. Let's, let's be praying for that. So that's who we are, as I said earlier, one church, two services. Although, of course, we're not over the next five weeks. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. And then we said within the next five years, we should seek out new opportunities to grow at least two new congregations. Now, look, this isn't written in stone, but I come from a publishing background. I used, when I was in publishing, I used to have two deadlines a week. And I know t deadlines are very motivating, aren't they? They do give you a bit of a helping hand. Okay? Um, and so, this, you know, no one's going to get shot if we don't do this, but particularly me. Um, but... Um, but nevertheless, I think it is helpful to have a goal in mind, isn't it? So that we can say, yeah, let's go for that. And let's see if we can get beyond it. What else did we say then? Well, uh, we wanted to try and create a church facility, a building, that can contain at least four to 500 in one sitting. And we wanted to get, originally we had a three-phase plan. And we wanted to get the first two phases done within the next five years. I have to say to you, we're not going to accomplish this. We won't have a building that can contain 400. It's become obvious from the planning conversations that we've had uh, and uh, other bits and pieces. The maximum we will get in here is 360. That will be our legal capacity. Um, and that's primarily because of parking and the, the transport uh, arrangement. And initially, I was a bit disappointed about a bit miffed, really, because we've got quite a long way down the line. But then I felt, no, because we have a plan to plant out congregations... It means we don't want huge numbers in here. We want to get a number in, and then we want to plant them out. And then we'll get another load in, and then we'll plant them out. That's what we're going to try and do. So it's, I think it's God's way of saying, uh-uh, don't build something that's massive. I want you to plant out lots. Just so that you can have a quick look. I don't know if that's clear. This is the current design. As you can see, um, 
that's a two-phase design. So basically, we want, to, we want to expand this hall by two beam lengths that way. That will be phase one. And we were going to have a phase two out there. That's the one we've not been allowed to do. So phase two now will be extending the building that way as well. Okay? Uh, all these details are on the Seven Oaks Count District Council website if you want to have a look at them. What else did we want to do? Well, we wanted to increase the number of connect groups within the church in order to provide a home and discipleship for everyone who wants small group connection. As churches grow, do you remember us looking at this? As churches grow, it's really important that you have a smaller place to connect to. Otherwise, you can feel like you've got lost. And suddenly it's all oh, it's just big and faceless and I'm just a number and all those sort of comments. Actually, when you're part of a connect group, you don't feel that because you're known by name. And people love you and care for you. So we wanted to uh, increase. And Herman is doing a great job with expanding our connect groups. And uh, tough, but you're, you're doing well. So thank you for what you're doing. We also said, okay, how do we do church bigger? Well, we have an ambition then for everyone in Seven Oaks to hear the gospel message. We want that, don't we? really do. So, and Paul spoke about the Thessalonians. And he said, the, the gospel message has rung out has rung out from you into all the region. And I'd love us to be a church where the gospel message is heard. And so we said, okay, well, the two ways we're probably going to do that would be to try and maximize the opportunity from our 4 p.m. as well as our 10 p.m. because that gives us two opportunities to preach the gospel. And then over the longer term, we want the gospel message to get out really through additional congregations um, a slightly larger building here, but also new initiatives that I know, Ian, you're looking at, aren't you? Um, taking a summer light switch on and all sorts of different things. We want to be alive with the gospel, don't we? It's our mission to take the, the words of Jesus, the gospel message, and to take it out. What we must never become as an introverted, inward focus. I just do my own little thing, and we've forgotten about them. The heart of God do you remember the, the, the parable of the prodigal son? The heart of the father is he's looking for those lost children, isn't he? And he, he goes out. Do you remember that story? And he goes out and he looks on the horizon. Are they coming in? I want us to have a heart that says, where are those lost children? That's why we celebrate over the 14. We celebrate everyone, everyone, and why we long for more so that they will not go to hell. Sorry to be so blunt about it, but that is, that's in me. That's in me, uh, and it's important. What else did we say? Well, we wanted to acknowledge this uh, thing about being a hub, a resourcing base, then to create new congregations, church plants, uh, to create new uh, connect groups and others. And there are these five teams here, that uh, we, or five areas that we wanted to um, make progress in. I think we've made some progress in some areas. I think we've got progress in, in others to do. Um, I think probably the one that's doing best at the moment is, is the worship leaders. Dave and Kate, I think you're doing a great job with just drawing new people in. And Dave, I love the way you think. You think strategically. You think about intentional growth, and it's so helpful. Thank you. But also, Connect Groups are doing a great job in terms of giving good connection and um, leadership instruction to people. But we've got more to do on that area. So hands up on that one. 
We also have an international vision, don't we? If we want to do church bigger, we can't just be thinking about Seven Oaks. And that means we have to have a heart for the rest of the world. And as you know, we have a particular focus on Germany. So we are supporting a couple, Pete and Sarah, in Berlin. And we support them financially now each month. And as of the beginning of this year, we increase the amount we are supporting them by. Because it's tough. It's tough planting churches. They've fought hard and now they're 20 people. And uh, I know that uh, uh, Sarah and Sabine, who actually are German, have found it really hard being out there, uh, adjusting again to a different culture, being in a big city. Um, So we just want to do whatever we can to support them. Uh, We're also trying to develop stronger links with our friends in Rhinebeck. Seven Oaks is twinned with Rhinebeck, and Ian and I, two years ago, went out to visit the church out there. And um, just, I was praying about that recently. Father, we need more contact. And they've sent me an email just to say, oh, hi, we really remember your visit. And Ian prophesied over them. And they said, we particularly remember what Ian prophesied. So I was thinking, golly, what did he prophesy? I need to be... And uh, they just gave us a whole list of things. Can you pray for these things? So we prayed on the Wednesday morning prayer meeting. And I've given them, I said, well, well, we're off to Ashburnham. Can you pray for us as we go? So great to see some friendship uh, developing uh, there. What else? Well, um, in terms of our international vision, we're going to continue to sponsor our five Ugandan kids. We financially give money to them uh, through WS Ministries, which is uh, connected with MeDad. And uh, what that money does is it provides education and a basic health care for uh, some of these kids from some of the poorest environments. We're going to continue to sponsor Jeremy and Laura uh, uh, in South Africa. But as time goes on, I trust that we will, as a church, begin to rise to the international call that Jesus puts on us. Jesus said, go into all the earth and preach the gospel, doesn't he? Make disciples of all the nation, baptizing them. How do we do that? Church, as time goes on, I'd like us to be people that do that. Wouldn't it be great as we begin to grow to see people going out from among us? Yeah, we're going to go and plant churches in France or Germany or Romania or other parts of the world. It'd be fantastic to do that. We must begin to think bigger in that regard. We want to make a difference of time, I won't go through that. Those are the courses that uh, we've, we've spoken about. We've heard about those already. And then at the beginning of last year, uh, of this year, I challenged you and I said, okay, how do you respond then to this vision of doing church bigger? And uh, I, uh, with the orange box, I said, can you catch this vision? Can you catch this vision? Maybe it's even just today that you'll catch the vision. Start to pray and believe God for more salvation, more healing, more growth. Can you do that? Can you begin to grip that and see that? So start to grip it. Uh, think about the gray box. Think about where you can fit, where you can serve. If you want to grow as a believer, you need to be serving. Where are you serving? I know so many of you are, and magnificently. Uh, but I just want to encourage you with all these teams that we run, the tea and coffee uh, rotor, the welcome team, the worship team, kids work, etc., Some of you also really do need to find a connect group because you need that small place to connect. So I want to encourage you to be thinking about connect groups and uh, being a blessing to the groups, those little groups uh, that you're part of. 
And then lastly, can you think about the courses, things like Alpha courses and Freedom in Christ courses? Can you think about those and the training that we're offering? Which one of those can you engage with and can you bring someone? And that's us doing church bigger. We are believing and preparing for more because God is among us, isn't he? Why don't we pray together? Father, I want to thank you for your amazing goodness. I want to thank you that we have seen more saved uh, so far this year uh, uh, in a shorter period of time than, than ever before. We thank you for the increase in healing. We thank you for the numbers coming to New Day. We thank you for the numbers coming to Ashburnham. Father, we recognize your hand on us. And we say, Father, would you let nothing distract us, please, from the vision that you have put in front of us. So Holy Spirit, would you come freshly, come freshly on us as a church. Help us to rise to this. Father, we ask for, again for these empty chairs that you, Father, would come and fill them with the unsaved, that they might be saved, Lord, to know you. Father, we ask for the blessing of God to fall on us in Jesus' name. Amen.